don't want anything else. We don't want to know. We're dedicated yes. to our favorite shows. All my tickets. Everybody loves hip Scary dog. Dancing at Blurred Good evening. You are listening to a Rad Religion Broadcasting Premier Podcast. I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. TV. Shut up, computer. The internet just does not want to play along. The the Skynet in my house is very temperamental. (laughs) Skynet. (laughs) You are Skynet, Chris, is the evil artificial intelligence from Terminator. I thought that was Terminator. I always get Terminator was a Terminator was a movie by James Cameron. Okay. James Cameron was a director. And Jesse Ventura was in there, right? That's Predator. Yes. Oh. He, he ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> no, no, he ain't. <laughs> you are listening to a Rattledge Broadcasting premier podcast TV party tonight. I'm your host, the Mandator Reporter, and frankly, mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And tonight, our favorite show is WWE Hell in a Cell. Brought to you by the good people at World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, Hell in the Cell is the 14th annual professional wrestling live event produced by the WWE. It was held for both the Raw and SmackDown divisions, which are coming to an end from what I hear. The event aired on pay-per-view, but more importantly, it aired on the cock. Mm-hmm. You have the cock because that's where it was. I'll tell you. Guys, at the beginning of the night, my Apple TV wasn't working, so I had a hard time getting the cock. We could my, 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 my wife and You're I kept shy. trying to we my wife and I kept trying to get the cock and it wouldn't work. We were we we were plugging it, unplugging it, we were trying to, you know, and then we realized it wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi, and that's the problem. So my my recommendation to all of you, especially you, Chris Bailey, is make sure your cock is connected to the Wi-Fi or it won't work. <laughs> Well, we, we we live in the land of the wine and honey up here in Canada, where we don't, you know, threaten nuclear disaster to other countries. And uh, in the meantime, what we do is uh, is actually have it built into our cable package. So there's none of this connecting to the Wi-Fi. We just have the WWE network, nice and peaceful, and streaming perfectly in sync at all times. That's right. You're it's in wonderful. Canada, where it's like WWE and maple syrup, right? It's yes, it's syrup. the same thing. It's the same thing. We're we're still upset over Bret Hart. He, yeah, did you, did you know he was screwed? I, I've heard, often heard that. <laughs> yes. With the, yes. With the cock, as a matter of fact. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the main event was Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins, Hell in the Cell. All right, joining me tonight, I am, of course, here with the Podsman. First, from the Cosmic Treadmill and X-Laps and all the stuff that he does, uh, Mr. Christian, how do you do, sir? Hey, hey, how are you? I'm, I'm glad I was able to fit this show in. Um Anytime I start a show, it's like, and not, not this show that we're recording, but the show we're recording about. Every time I start a show and it's like three hours, <laughs> oh boy. I mean, you could start that at any time of day. And when it's over, it's going to be a lot later in that day. And you know, you're not going to get a whole heck of a lot out of it, except the opportunity to talk about it with my pals. But uh, let me, t- let me tell you something. Show. Three- Three hours is like a sprint compared to some of these other shows. Like the uh, Chris, how long? Was, I think uh, Bailey. I think uh, Double or Nothing is still going on. Yeah, I think we're on our thirty-sixth <laughs> hour of Double or Nothing. I'm waiting for that main event, Mark. It's still it's almost on. I'll, I'll keep you posted. They have to fit in all the worked shoots, right? Yeah, all the pipe bombs. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. And, 
MJF is currently reading hostage letters. Um, yes. You know, in the in the ring. All right, which reminds me that Chris Bailey from our Canadian office is here. How do you do, Chris Bailey, in your underground? I I am doing wonderful. I've I've passed the COVID, and boy. I'm not sick anymore, but man, Hell in the Cell almost did it to me. But it didn't. It recovered at the very end. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tease a spoiler. I, I, I may have enjoyed this show. You'll have to listen to find out why. That's my All hook. Right, let's, let's get into it. Um, so our first match, uh, was okay. I guess there was no match during the kickoff. So it was Bianca Belair, uh, wrestling Oscar and Becky Lynch in a triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship in just about 20 minutes. Um, Christiane, I'll tell you, <laughs> I think this was a hot opener. Um, I yeah. think the girls all worked well together. Becky and Asuka have worked together before, and mm-hmm. their matches were pretty good. Bianca Belair is just the super athlete of the universe right now. She can do oh, yeah. anything. Um, you know, I, I think she's not – obviously, she's not green, but she's she's definitely one of these people who she's better if she's working with somebody who knows what to do in that ring. So with, sure. between Beck, between Becky and Oscar, um, she had two good coaches hands. in there. Yeah, yeah, she was in good hands, and, she, and they they really let Bianca do what she does best, which is show off her strength and athletic prowess. Which is, mm-hmm. you know, look, she she's she's got a lot of the gimmickry going on. She's got the braid, you know, mm-hmm. she's got the sass. But really, what what the 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 biggest selling point to Bianca Belair is her athleticism, and they let that shine in this match. Like no joke. That was the best part of this is like giving Bianca the opportunity to be authentically Bianca in the match. And uh, I thought, I mean, aside from that, my one criticism of this match, and I'll, and I'll let you go, is it definitely was right out of the WWE triple threat playbook. It was oh, like, yeah. Ve- Take it a was, break. You know, Take a break. Yeah. Yeah. It was like everyone had their, you know, their, everyone had We're their strength. powder. Yeah, <laughs> right. They, everyone had their script, had structures like this is how we do triple threats here. And everyone, it was like almost too well choreographed. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I don't, I don't want to complain about a well done match and be like, well, it was too good because then I'm an <laughs> asshole. So what did you think? I, I thought this was a real, real solid opener. Um, mm-hmm. This is this was formulaic in many ways. Um, like you said, mm-hmm. it was very highly choreographed here. We'd have we knew when someone was going to be taking their powder outside the ring. And it would just be, okay, it's Asuka and Bianca's turn to fight. So Becky's going to fall asleep outside. So, and she'll be yeah. sleeping for three and a half minutes. Then she'll come back in and knock Asuka out. And then she'll take her nap for three and a half minutes. Right. Over and over again. Uh, the ending was straight out of WWE main event um, template. It's yep. like the near falls, the kickouts of, uh, of finishers, the especially with a triple threat. It's like, okay, we're going to, you know, Take advantage of someone else's move. Da, 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 da. Same thing we right. always see. But somebody else hits their finisher, then gets thrown get out, daintily yeah. tossed out of the ring, and and someone else takes advantage of it. Absolutely. Like every single time, every time. But but it was it was still a really really hot match. Um, formulaic in the WWE. What are we calling these shows now? Not pay per views. Uh, premium events. Is that what we're P- they're premium PLEs? events, Christian? Yeah. You're, you're uh, getting listen, the lingo. When, when WWE gives you that cock, it's premium cock, okay? It is premium, premium. I'm waiting for like uh, <laughs> all the people on Reddit who complain about the name change to change their mind when uh, Tony Khan discovers it. He's like, oh, we're going to call these things that now. Oh, that's genius. <laughs> but um, very I tell you my favorite part of recording with you is the constant is the constant digs at AEW. 
Hey, you know, someone's got to do it. <laughs> that's why you're flush you. That's why you're here, Mr. Z, and that's why you're here. <laughs> but uh, as I was saying, it's formulaic for the uh, for the pay per view or premium, whatever the hell mm-hmm. format, because these shows have been uh, of late. We have a really really hot opener. We have two and a half hours of just boring garbage, and then we have a really awesome main event. That's what mm-hmm. we have tonight too. Uh, it's it seems like it's just the way that these shows go now. I don't know if it's by design, or if it's just the the people who are at the you know the the head and the tail of the show are that much more motivated to perform. I don't know, but I think uh, it's becoming a, a trend. It's becoming a pattern. You know, it's funny. I I didn't start the show with uh, as Chris Bailey likes to tease me. You know, my long opener. You know, twenty minute opening rant. To, so to, to start the show, yeah. Well, I mean, sometimes there's like when we did Double or Nothing, there was something to talk about. The whole MJF controversial um, thing was was a topic of conversation. And, you know, was it a work? Don't was shoot a yourself shoot? into yeah. a work, brother. Don't work yourself into a shoot. Um, Don't shoot so, yourself into a yeah, <laughs> into a cannon. Um, there you go, or out of a cannon for that matter. <laughs> like when there's something to talk about then I'm not going to shy away from starting the show with sort of an intellectual exercise. With a lot of these WWE shows, Bailey, it's just, you know, it's just another another rigid on the conveyor belt. And so I'm not going to sit here and try to come up with a, with a topic. Like, let's just get into the show. But And the show has fun stuff to talk about, but it's kind of like, well, it's that time. It, it, we, we've been talking about this for a while, so I'm just going to say this outright and then let you comment. But it's very much another month. It's another show. WWE sort of sleepwalking through a lot of their content creation. And I don't know if I care at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I like talking about it with my friends, so I watch. Mm-hmm. And I like watching it with my family, so I watch. Uh, and occasionally I'll see something that's act, that actually like gives me an emotional reaction that I enjoy. But I think for the WWE, it's just... We have these contractual obligations to put content out there. So content is put out there and they're doing the best job they can. But I think they're having they're they're having a hard time finding something beyond just the natural gravitation of the WWE. It's just, well, it's that time of the month. We all gather to watch WWE because that's what we've done for 40 years. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's they, where we are right now. Yeah. And that, that's events that's in all search of a show. Yeah, events in search of yeah. a show instead of a show in search of an event. Yeah. Right. So what do you think, Bailey? Well, let me tell you something. This one started with a bit of with a bit of energy. I got to say, Becky Lynch. Let's talk about their entrances first. Becky Lynch is dressing up for every single one with a stylized custom suit. And she came in with almost like a cyberpunk, like crazy ass helmet on. Uh, She had, you know, all kinds of crazy leather attire. She looked amazing and she does every single show. So she's, you know, they're they're really. Becky Lynch had like a couture thing going on with like the with the polygon panels in her head. Yes, that's correct. That. Yeah, it looked amazing. Like high fashion. Yeah. Yeah, it looked 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 really, really, really cool. Um, then you had Asuka. So Asuka. Let's talk about Asuka for a second. So Asuka's little mm-hmm. bit of history, especially in this one. She's the one that Becky Lynch, when she went off to get pregnant, just passed the belt to. And she was super happy to take it and become women's champion. And they haven't done a thing with her uh since this so you know where is where is the oscar versus uh becky lynch match that you know they're finally going to decide you know who's the better woman no we're going to get a a a three-way now i would have been upset but i'm always happy 
when I see Bianca Belair bouncing out to that ring and she's spinning that hair and she gets on the ring apron and she tosses her head from side to side. And I got to tell you, every single time it works for me. <laughs> I, yeah. I love her entrance. I, I, I find myself wanting long hair so I can skip along and twirl. It's, it's to that point. <laughs> now, they've got a weird CGI thing that happens in the background on the screen. So as she's walking through, they have a twisting, like, large piece of hair that spins in the background that's almost right. supposed to represent a tail. Now, I don't know if anyone has, re- has seen this on her entrance, but it's really off-putting. And I, I don't really know how to describe it. But anyway, that's the entrances. Anyway, formulaic match. But when you got the main event style with three, three top-flight professionals – you look at what AEW is serving up with the women's division, which at times can be a super slop fest. Like there's women following out of moves, you know, they're, they're not quite crisp on the dives from the top. And then you go to this, which is a polished, clean. Yeah, we've seen it a million times, but it's crisp. And, you know, we'll talk about the ending. I mean, you know, you had uh, poor Asuka, who hasn't won a match and uh, who got well since, since Ra to get into this match, I guess. But, uh, you know, poor Asuka has to take the fall because dare we damage Becky Lynch or Bianca Belair. So Bianca pins Asuka to win this one. I don't have a real bad thing to say about it. Sometimes the WWE main event style is exactly what we needed. Hot opener. I liked it. Uh, agreed. All right. Next one mm-hmm. was Bobby Lashley who defeated Omos and MVP by submission. In a less than 10 minutes. Yikes. This one. Oh, Bobby oh gentlemen! Bobby, Bobby Lashley goes from wrestling Brock Lesnar to a feud with Omos. You poor bastard, Bailey! Mm. You poor bastard. We we went from a polished, clean WWE main event style, which I just praised up, to mm-hmm. this train wreck who makes the <laughs> AEW women look like you know Carl Gotch and Luthez in there putting on a clinic. I mean, holy cow! Was this terrible? Omos yeah. does not belong within a hundred million miles radius of a wrestling ring. It is terrible. Now, MVP is in there to create a little bit of movement, but this ain't the MVP from the early 2000s. Let's, let's be fair here. Yep. He, although he does well, and I enjoyed everything that happened there with him and Lashley. Uh, Lashley goes over again, defeating the proxy guy again because heaven forbid we sacrifice one of our main characters so you know mvp takes the fall and everybody's happy but man there was some train wreck stuff in this there's one particular move i like to call out so omas has to spear bobby lashley through one of the ringside barriers Mm -hmm. so he gets there he stutter steps he hesitates and then he just sort of like puts his hands on his chest and like runs with him and I'm like, what? What am I watching here? Oh, just, just insanely terrible. I can't, I cannot say any, anything, any worse about Omos. He's just, just a train wreck. MVP, God bless you. I tried, but it just wasn't enough for me. Terrible, terrible match. I mean, look, all the credit in the world to the Almighty Bobby Lashley, uh, and might I also add, but um, I, he's wrestling a tree, and and, and it's not even a less mobile like an unrooted tree. tree. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say how you know it's a tree that is, that is just rooted into the ground since the Jurassic Age. I mean, <laughs> he's, I and it's so funny because they I think they rushed almost to the main roster. They put him in there, and when he was a heater for AJ Styles, it was one thing. But like he's now expected to go ten minutes with main event yeah. guys. He's Diesel now. I'm, Ke- uh, oh I, boy, no, Kevin Nash was you, infinitely more oh, talented than this ball. You guys are missing the obvious wow. one. Could you imagine 20, 30 years ago, Giant Gonzalez wrestling Bret Hart? 
Because that's that's I, what that was. Well, I, I think that, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I think that, I, I, I think that for no, some time. Shut, no, no, shut up! I want to hear more about his half mast. Wait a minute! Oh my god! <laughs> I think for so long, Giant Gonzalez has been the gold standard of terribleness, but mm. he has been replaced. Rest in peace, Giant Gonzalez, because you have been <laughs> up planted, sir. Holy shit! I see. I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, she and I struggled with this one, man. Like, it was, and, and here's the thing Bob, Bobby tried his bet. Like, you cannot fault Bobby for any of this. He's not he's a magician. With an, yeah, he's in there with, a, with like an old fat octogenarian and a train. Mm-hmm. I, I could just like imagine like Bobby Lashley, just like he's in the, he's in the dressing room. He's just looking at a gun. Like, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I can do this anymore. You know, like he's, he's, I'm going to make a Harry Potter reference. Harry Potter was a series of books. Um, and that they were made into movies, and uh, it stars an actor who, and at one point, the actor just yells out, I don't want to do this anymore. And that's how I feel Bobby Lashley was. Um, just, not, not my generation, bro. Not my generation. I can't restrict <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the last word on this one and we can move on because what else is there to say? Uh, but true. this was. I mean, its placement on the card, I think, speaks volumes. They got it out of the way early. It was less than 10 minutes. And it was like, we have this guy. We clearly believe in him. We have Bobby. Bobby can put him over, though Bobby ended up going over. Mm-hmm. I, but I, I think they realize that like they're just trying to make, the, at this point, I think they're trying to make the best of a bad situation with Omos. I think they think that, like, through us, almost this, us, almost this, uh, is that what we can put <laughs> into? Uh, osmosis, o- Wait a minute now. Hold everything. I don't understand what you're trying to say. We're hoping through osmosis, osmosis, uh, that he'll get, uh, I don't want to say talent, but uh, mobility. Um, like Bailey said, they, they was, like, like, well, he's never going to get any better. We're just hoping he can move at this point. He can move. <laughs> yeah. He can move naturally like a human being. Uh, right. Bailey mentioned that one, that one run through the dasher boards there, which they replayed about 75,000 times because it was like sure. the only thing they could be like, okay, this was kind of human. And like mm-hmm. he said, he stutter steps and he falls down and you see his underwear. He drops to his knees and you see the band on his underwear. It's like that, that's that's awkward. But they're gonna keep replaying it because it's the best of everything that we had, because it was garbage. Yeah. And uh poor MVP, God bless him. But uh he looks like he's been stung by fifty-five thousand bees. He is so bloated and puffy. <laughs> he's found then, he's found that bee to bit Vince McMahon in the face. It must have been. I mean, but he he's he tried his best, but there's only so much you can do. I I, I felt bad because Bobby could barely get the damn full Nelson on it over his fat body. It was mm-hmm. just uh brutal, brutal all around. Do you, um do you, do you remember back in the, like the late nineties when Jim Cornette was wrestling for the WWE? And mm-hmm. mid to late 90s. And he came out in the full like bodysuit. The red, and... the red uh, yeah. stretch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. He, he looked like an aggravated zit. It, he looked awful. And I mm-hmm. and I remember like Jim Ross was like overly concerned about him on air. He was like, oh my God, he looks like he's about ready to have a heart attack. That that was kind of what MVP reminded me of. Like, not quite mm-hmm. as bad, but I was looking at him in his Punisher getup. Yeah. And I was like, why who like 
you see him getting ready in the back and no one thinks like maybe this was a bad idea like they they like mvp wow. didn't suddenly get fat he's been that way for a while now he's been like, getting fatter yeah 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 i mean and I mean, why don't you, you I mean, there's a way to go to work around that. You just have him work in, in street clothes. You have him go in there for a, for a uh, handicap match. Like he doesn't even expect to get in the ring because his guy is that powerful, that strong. And then he gets involved and he's dressed normal. I haven't been watching raw lately, but they did the, they did the segment with Cedric Alexander and he's <laughs> like, let me in coach. Like, no, that's exactly what should have happened. They should have put you, him in. They should have put him in and then, then mm-hmm. let M- and then let MVP work from the outside. Like, there's a lot of like stuff that works in wrestling, a lot of like natural healness mm-hmm. that they just seem to run away from because it's like, oh, every, that's what everyone expects us to do. Yeah, we expect you to do it because it works. Because it that's makes exactly sense. What yeah. yeah, that's exactly yeah. what should have happened. All right, let's move on to the next match. Um, Kevin Owens defeated Ezekiel in, again, Ooh. less than 10 minutes. <laughs> so my, my wife had a great question, which I want to... This, this, I think, is uh, a good topic for... An intellectual exercise and discussion. Why was Ezekiel round wearing table here? Yes, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I I presented before the council. Um, why was Ezekiel wearing tassels? That's, <laughs> like, that's, that's tornado. Because he's he's not his brother. He is not Elias. He is Ezekiel, and he is a separate wrestler. See. Uh-huh. See, it's it's I, not the it. same guy, and and he wrestles like a powerhouse, like a warrior, as we'll mm-hmm. say. Because Elias, oh, Elias would, Elias yeah. would never wear tassels, so that's how right. we can talk. <laughs> okay, okay. It's kind of like the gimmick is not the, the gimmick is not the problem the here, gentlemen. The gimmick is not the problem. Okay, One thing that is a problem. Like? Oh, go ahead. I'll let you do your problem first. Oh, you want to know what the problem is? Oh, the the problem I is would, definitely. I would love you to tell you tell us on this podcast that we're recording for people's entertainment where where we talk about things what the fucking problem is the the problem is that <laughs> you're sticking a character that already nobody gives a shit about in the ring with a character who's been so badly damaged that no matter what you do with them, no matter what scenario you put them in, you can wrap them in a bow at WrestleMania and have them fight Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you think he would come out hot on the other side, but no, sir. Now he's in the ring with Elias's phony brother, the ultimate warrior, Elias. It doesn't work. So it's terrible. Can I tell you, so when, when I had to answer that question for my wife, like why he was wearing tassels, I had I had a similar thought. Like if I'm being serious for just a moment, if I could be serious for a moment, mm-hmm. I had a thought like, oh, he's kind <laughs> of like got a warrior thing going on. But you know what made the warrior warrior besides the, you know, insanity and rambling and nonsensical promos? was the He was a package, man. He was the music. Oh, he was the yeah. face paint, the electricity. Yeah. He was all of it. Right. So if like if he's trying to like mimic the warrior, he's missing a few elements, and that's why like when I saw the tassels on him, I was trying to think like Paul Roma, you know Jim Powers, Hercules. Like I'm trying to think of like who else might have been wearing tassels who were body guys, Ivan Putsky, and I'm like, no, I don't. Maybe the Texas Tornado, but I would say like the Ultimate Warrior is the most standout. Tom McGee, but he's Tom McGee. Yep, Tom McGee had him. Correct, but I don't. Re- I don't remember a lot of pure body guys wearing tassels, and I'm sure they did. I'm sure if Pat were here, you know, I'd get a litany of names. But the fact that I can't remember the big ones, and the only one I can remember is the Warrior, makes me think you're right that that's what they were going for. 
but you're missing critical elements then like he should like i don't know like he shouldn't he didn't have to do the exact face paint but something that evokes more of the warrior like i just i didn't get it i i i, I didn't i i get the i'm not my brother i get the like he's doing a twin thing that i don't care about we were very much stuck on but why tassels that's a, that's a very like 80s thing to do and he doesn't he's not really rocking an 80s gimmick he's just you know he's like just a big powerhouse guy like i you're right i'm missing you're, you're, something you're, there no you're right on the money but this is exactly my point so this is what you're this is what you're focused on in a match from a guy who just wrestled stone cold steve austin in the main <laughs> event at wrestlemania there's a problem right. gentlemen there's a problem sheehan take us home for fuck's sake <laughs> I, I think, I think uh, the Ezekiel thing is kind of trying to be a throwback to. Like, Sorry. If if wrestling video games were a thing in the eighties, Ezekiel would be a creator wrestler from from that era, right? I mean, it's very Bingo. generic, very boilerplate, very standard. I... Um, I think that stars of wrestling jobber. I, I think that's kind of the point. Like he's not, he, I think his gimmick is that he doesn't have a gimmick. He's just like the generic guy because Elias was so gimmicked up. This Ezekiel yeah. and Ezekiel. Holy, holy shit. I mean, Elias's beard must've been like risk mitigation on his face. <laughs> <laughs> I talk about, I talk about uh, riddle being Von Eric ugly, but Oh my yeah. God. His face and the craters in it. Holy shit! I was gonna say, hang on, hang on. Think Brutus Beefcake after boat accident. Yes. Yeah, it's that bad. Yeah. Right. Chin. Oof. Yeah. I mean, like like Mark the, Hamill. The black marks. Oh my god. Yeah. Oof. Like he looks yeah. like Mark Hamill in Return of the Jedi. Like, what is wrong with your face? I mean. Oh wait, uh, wait. You talked about a guy with tassels. When Beefcake came back, he wore he that did. mask. Remember, he was that weird America. guy, the and he face. wore. The tassels. Ooh. Now it all links up. Oh no, my god, the synergy even, in the room. He's Shades of Hall of Famer the, Beefcake. He, he's not evoking the warrior. He's evoking Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Zodiac, if it. you will. The mm, booty the man. man with no name. The, yeah, the booty man. <laughs> the booty man. But his, his face is very, very disturbing and unfortunate. Um <laughs> but uh I don't, I don't get the point of, like, we have this match. We're building up Ezekiel as this other guy here, and he does the job. Where do we go from here? And we just have Owens yelling, you're really Elias, over and over again with no resolution. <laughs> By the time they resolve it, nobody's going to care. I mean, I don't know. He still beat him with the Stone Cold Stunner, which was yep. just a build to the Steve Austin match. Is, is, is Austin coming back to defend the good name of Elias? <laughs> no, he's not. Spoiler. I wonder it's, if it was a is, tragic is match. Still, is Beefcake still with us? He is still with us. Okay, maybe. maybe yes. this is a, I think he's maybe working at the Dunkin' Donuts. Maybe. Eating all the donuts, product <laughs> product control. He's got a powdered sugar all over his face for some reason. Fucking taste testing. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like, what if this is all a setup to bring Beefcake back, and he's like gonna match oh, Elias? Oh, it's clearly oh, a setup to bring Beefcake back. Yeah, I think you're right. You're on to something, Radlich. Oh, it's gotta be. Can, gotta be. Can if if it's anything less, I'm gonna be very disappointed. 
can we get as many old fat legends on TV as possible? And then where's Greg Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> he's just, he's like Mark Radlis, just getting warmed up, baby. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> That's my cue to move this on. Um, <laughs> so. Well, yeah, Kevin um, Owens won, I'm, by the way. Yeah, there we go. Who gives a <laughs> shit? Um, yeah, I watched this. I, I did, like I said, because I don't watch the Monday Night Show anymore. Like, I was like, oh, he's wrestling. And I knew, like, what was happening because I'd heard about it. And sure. I, I watched the package. If, you know, if I have to say one nice thing about WWE, uh, they, they always put out good package. Their package is, as Chris Bailey and I have talked about many times, the WWE's package is wonderful. Just an absolutely fantastic, throbbing package that really reels you in and fills you up and makes you satisfied. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Take a drink for every gay you I make. Um, the... the... The views of Mark Radlich may not necessarily (laughs) represent the views of Christian or Chris Bailey. Disclaimer. Bullshit. Bullshit. uh, (laughs) Kevin Owens Owens did say he was the best in the world as he was leaving. Oh, my God. That was (laughs) meta. I don't know. Oh, pipe bomb, baby. Oh, my God. Maybe maybe he's going to quit. Next week oh, on SmackDown, and call out the boss. He's being held hostage. No, he's been <laughs> stranded in Las Vegas. He I'll needs to go to AEW. Oh, he's gonna hang himself can with I, a scarf. Can I? Can I ask a question about that? Since you guys are making jokes, is it just just us and our usual brand of snarkiness, or is there actual <laughs> like internet scuttlebutt that people are like Kevin Owens is being held hostage because? Didn't he just voluntarily sign a new contract? Oh, that's just a joke. It's just a game. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, just a game. Okay. Okay. No, it's just to make sure, like, everybody, everybody is. No, no. Everybody is just so upset with everything. So uh, everything sucks. Yeah. Okay. They're getting paid millions I, of dollars, and everything and I, sucks. And I think Kevin Owens has given up on life, and he comes and he takes that paycheck every week, Christian, and loves it. And what do I need to do next? You're working with Ezekiel. Absolutely perfect. <laughs> He's hoping you know Beefcake what? comes in with the donuts. For a while there, like, like <laughs> when Snoop Dogg started acting gigs, there he took a lot of crap and because it's Snoop Dogg. He's not a professional actor. You know, he took whatever would come his way. And there was a joke about it, like, that Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg is a rapper, Chris. Um, he did, uh, oh, oh. He did uh, oh. Wow, 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 Yippee-Yo, yippee um, Reba La Rasa all day, every day. No? Is he the Slim no, Shady guy? Yeah. No, that guy's white. Okay. Um, so oh, all the Dr. other Slim Shadies are just imitating. I'm that's just Dr. telling you, Dre. right? Okay, okay. <laughs> but where's Easy E fall into this? It, uh, that so, would be the NWA and not National Wrestling Alliance, by the way. Um, and Easy, yeah, okay. Oh. I didn't even know he was sick. He was at the end, yeah. We love the um, rap, we love the rap. Mm-hmm. We, we, love we, we, we love those rappers. We love the NWO. We, we love the hippity hop. <laughs> I get down with the hippity hop, and you don't stop. <laughs> Anywho. Um, <laughs> I think I lost the train of thought here. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Don't just Nothing. stand there. Bust a move. Thank you. Moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the next match we have Judgment Day <laughs> of Edge, Damian Priest. Judgment and- Day. I see and- clearly. Oh, sorry. 
Judgment Day consisting of Old Man Edge, Damian Priest, and Chris Bailey's heartthrob, the man that makes him hard as a rock. The the sorry, the man, Jesus, the woman. Oh, you Freud. No. <laughs> the woman that gets Chris Bailey hot and bothered. The future ex-Mrs. Bailey, Rhea Ripley. No, no, the woman who makes me physically retract back into my own body. <laughs> Rhea Ripley. <laughs> uh the future ex Mrs. Bailey, Rhea Ripley, versus AJ Styles, Finn Balor, and Liv Morgan. This was 16 minutes and three seconds. It was fine. Usual six man, frenetic, everyone hits the move nonsense. Yep. A good match yeah. to get the Judgment Day uh, crew over. What did you think? Breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. I have a breaking news clip. And now, I'm up at News Flash. <laughs> Alright, let's try that. And now, I'm up at News Flash. And I'm back with the breaking news. It's all about the Judgment Day. And boy, did Judgment Day take a turn on Monday Night Raw as Edge teased a brand new member of Judgment Day. Right following up, hot on the heels of their big win here at Hell in the Cell in the three-way. Now, Edge brings in a brand new member. Finn Balor becomes a new member of Judgment Day. Only to turn on Edge, leaving him in the dust. And now Finn Balor, Rhea Ripley, and Damian Priest are now the new Judgment Day. And where those leave their former leader, Edge, we don't know. Breaking news, breaking news. There you go. So, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Anywho, what do you think of the match, Ian? Eh, you know, yeah. Edge just doesn't doesn't bring it any... Um, it's like I'm, I think like Edge coming back is really doing a lot of damage to his legacy. I think we were all fooled into thinking he was much better than he was. I was, and now we're seeing him. I, 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 I agree. I can't, I, I can't say that I hated him back in the day. I, I don't hate him now, but it's just like he was never very good. And it, this is only shining a light on that, and it's making me think back to like what were some great Edge memories here? Uh, well, he retired that one time. That's about you it. Know what, you know what the history of Edge's uh, post uh, post tag team career was? I'm in the main event. I'm injured. I win the title. I'm injured. I'm in the main That's event. It. I'm injured. I win the title. Yeah. I'm injured. I win the title and get injured at the same time. I retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I mean, it's it's very like he's such a manufactured product of the WWE. Like they really, really wanted him to go to the next level here. So rather than him getting there organically, they just kind of put him there. And, and one, what? Yeah. Go ahead. And it just like, and he, he was able to kind of like hold his own, but at the same time, he wasn't, he couldn't stack up to the ones who made it there either organically or, or who were forced better. You know, like he was never going to be on the same level as a Cena or an Orton or an undertaker mm-hmm. or a Batista even. And I think we're but, supposed to look back and be like, oh, he was just as good as the rest of them. It's kind of like the the whole attitude era. It's like you have Rock, Stone Cold, Mankind, Undertaker, and Triple H. You know, it's like the one that is kind of just a hanger hanger on that they yeah. really want to be in that echelon that really doesn't fit or it doesn't fit in, as well. In Edge's defense, he had two times where 
there was potential. But both times it was cut short because he couldn't stop from injuring himself mm -hmm. or from getting injured. Yeah. The one time was when he had goons, the, you know, the, um, the two goons from Long Island. And yeah, that Jeff. got, yeah, and that got aborted abruptly because he injured himself. Like the yep. the title, I think it was, or the next night on Raw. Something I think, like, like that. Didn't he, well, didn't he injure himself during the celebration? Like he like slipped on the floor or some shit? Like, didn't he get like the uh, the money in the bank after Kennedy hurt himself and then like he won uh, Edge won the title and then hurt himself immediately? Like, so we had like two I, I injured guys in line for the title or some shit. I don't. Well, he he won the money in the bank and then he cashed it in. He was the very first post match cash in. Yeah, the, to, to me, the, to me, that that'll be his crowning moment. That was that was the time that was peak edge, rated our yeah. superstar. He had Lita. Yeah. He had the hot new gimmick. Mm -hmm. He cashed in that money in the bank. He defeated Cena, yeah. and I mean, he was firing on all cylinders there. And then the live sex ceremony was just that's that's peak edge. I was gonna well, say the live we, sex we didn't ceremony see much was of the a best peak. edge ever. We, didn't <laughs> we were all looking peak, though. So. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I'm sorry. The 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 post. New Year's Revolution live sex show on Raw was the absolute zenith of, of Edge's career. Like the whole rated R superstar mm -hmm. thing was a really like it was the first time he really gimmick. differentiated himself. Yeah. yeah, it was great. But that got aborted too. And, and here's the thing mm -hmm. that if you'll remember, the whole setup to that was Rob Van Dam in possibly the best match of that generation in terms of all things working on all cylinders, heat, location, crowd. The actual match itself, Rob Van Dam, John Cena, fucking Hogan Savage of the, of that time. It really, I like, I I will stand oh, by that. Come at me, bro. If you if you think differently, I will have that fight with you. Oh, it was on fire. Rob Van yeah. Rob Van Dam versus John Cena was the fucking shit. Mm -hmm. And it's just yep. just as a quick aside because I'd rather talk. I would rather talk about that match than anything <laughs> on this card for the next hour. But I like you know how hated. The ECW crowd was with John Cena, how much they hated him. And, you know, and John Cena's this like milk, milk white baby face, you know, and he's, and he was doing the thing where he would throw the t shirt to the kids and the audience. And the fucking ECW crowd was throwing it back at him. Oh, yeah. And, and here's, and, and I've never been like the biggest John Cena fan, but here's what makes John Cena a step above everybody else and absolutely deserving of every shot he ever had. He knew where he stood with that crowd. And we talk oh, about this yeah. with wrestling. The best wrestlers in the world know what to do in the moment they're doing it, especially mm -hmm. when shit changes on the fly. Oh, yeah. And when the it's crowd was throwing, the, yeah, it's a, it's a talent none of us have and most mm -hmm. wrestlers don't have. It's that very special few. Like Hogan had it. Savage had it. Um, Rock, yeah. John, yeah, John Cena. And so they're throwing. So he's throwing the T-shirt out and they're throwing it back at him. And he kept doing it. It's mm -hmm. like, it's a, sounds like a small thing. Sounds like, like an obvious no, thing. No, it was, it was perfect. It was brilliant, yep. is what it was. And that 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 walk to the ring, man, that walk mm -hmm. to the ring, head down, belt over the head, and just oh, walked through that crowd, and they were pelting his ass. Yep. It oh was God, like, like that was a moment. That was a moment in wrestling where you're like, holy shit! You got to respect John Cena, man, because this this is next level heat. It was the rumble in the jungle. It was George Foreman. Yep. George Foreman. Was it was. Sir, he opened the grill. He um, makes frills. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one. And he has the kids name. He has kids yeah, names George. Yeah. All of them. Every every yeah. last one. The very thing. Yeah, it's, it was George Foreman walking out to the ring in the Rumble in the Jungle in Africa, where the entire where the entire continent America hated him. It was that <laughs> level. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was so. And John Cena uh, very knew special. it. He just leaned in. 
he leaned into it. Well, the whole point of that side tangent was so Rob Van Dam, so Edge is the reason Rob Van Dam wins the belt that night. He does the spear with the helmet. He plays Rick Rude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so Rob Van Dam gets the belt, um, and then he's awarded the ECW belt shortly thereafter. And then him and Sabu get busted in the car smoking pot, and they strip them of the title. All of that to say that Edge was involved, but it was kind of like, I wouldn't say like tran- like a big show kind of transitionary champion, but it was definitely like, we're putting the belt on you, but Cena's still the guy. Cena, you're oh, not the guy, Edge. Yeah, Cena's you're not the main the event. Guy. You're the champion. You're not the main event. Right. You're you're the guy yeah. to make the champion have to, you're the guy we're making the cha- the real main event chase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're just and, coming and along again, for think, the ride. Right. So between that, like him, he wasn't really the focus John Cena was, but then also the constant injuries all mm-hmm. the way back to the original point from an hour and a half ago, Edge never really got to that level. No. He was, he, you know, your, your assessment that he was like Triple H is right to a point because Triple H eventually got to that level. Like as much as we all hated the reign of terror. Was everybody else left. Yeah. <laughs> and when everybody else disappears, I mean. Right. Yeah. But I mean. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I, a, it's, the same, it's the same thing with his buddy. So on the opposite show, just picture this. You know, you've got your Kenny Omegas. You've got your John Moxley's. You've got your. Um, you know, you've, you've got a lot of these top tier talent, like supposedly, you know, from the internet fan base. And then you've got Christian Cage and everybody's like, <laughs> like the wind automatically comes out of your soul when you hear that name. And I think Edge is definitely in danger of being there, man. Like, it's just like, it's he's Kevin Owens to me. Like, as soon as I see Kevin Owens on the screen, the I'm like, oh, my God, why, why am I watching this crap with Kevin Owens <laughs> every single time? Right over, you just rolled right over Sheehan's little snarky comment. He was like, oh, oh sorry, what did say? <laughs> <laughs> exactly my point. Move on. Move, <laughs> moving sake. on. All right. Um, speaking of moving on. The match that almost broke my son who was watching. Madcap Moss uh-huh. defeated Happy Horton in a no-holds-barred match. That is 12 minutes of my life I'd like back. Like, uh, why is Madcap Moss a thing? Can someone tell uh, me? The Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. Can we clarify that, please? True. true. Can I, let me, real quick, just stay with me, Sheen. Some of these words you won't understand, mm-hmm. but just, just work with me I'll here. do my best. Okay, so... Occasionally, I'll go back and rewatch some of my old TikToks that I that I put up from the beginning of the year, which are clips of previous podcasts. Like, I'm, like I'll I'll eventually do with this one. Mm-hmm. And we did one for the three five five, and I and the clip that I used is me and Robert talking about how when you have to go back to the studio that brought you Jason Bourne as your marketing tag, you have no movie. There's you can't sell this to anybody. You have made a shitty product. Like, because normally it's like starring the, the, the star of this or the director of, you know, like when Moonfall came out, it was like Independence Day director Roland Emmerich brings you another disaster movie. You know, this was literally like from the studio that no one gives a fuck about who that brought you Jason Bourne from 150 years ago comes the 355 with not a single bankable broad in the bunch. And that's what I think about with Medcap Moss when they say for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winner. They'll still be saying Boy. it in five years, which is great. They'll say <laughs> the 2022. Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. 
Um, this match was like a, I used this as a, an opportunity to uh, perform an experiment where, you know, you've got your cock, right? And you have your remote and you can, you can fast forward yeah. by like an increment, right? I don't know what the increment of your fast forward is. It might be 10 seconds. It might be 15 seconds. It might be 20 seconds. If you hit the button once, but mm -hmm. I can guarantee you every single time you hit the button, the first word you're going to hear upon coming back is madcap. They said madcap 75 billion times during this episode, during this match. I, I would hit fast mm -hmm. forward madcap back with, okay, hit it again. And, and happy hits madcap. Okay, hit it again. Madcap. I can't believe madcap. I swear to God, a hundred times I hit the fast forward button and every single time <laughs> it came back with the word madcap. And, and I, I think he won the match. I don't remember though. I, I was did. I was so checked out. Madcap so did out. win. Did, and Madcap reminds me of a time displaced Jim Powers from WCW. I can, I can see that. <laughs> like he's he's like he you know he ended up naked in the back parking lot and walked towards you know full of electricity into the arena. <laughs> Jim Powers and a and Johnny Parisi had kid. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Yeah. But I, listen, I wait, wait. Can I just go ahead and say that is the second Jim Powers reference on this podcast. I don't think Jim, Jim Powers, Powers made an impact, made. baby. Young Stanley. He's, he's the patron saint I, of this show. I don't think Jim Powers <laughs> has been mentioned twice in a decade, and we mentioned well, him twice in an hour. <laughs> I am going to try to get Jim Powers on this show. That's what's happening. The fourth Podsman. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> Jim Powers. I would take that. <laughs> We don't have power, Oma. We got a fucking Jim Powers. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Wait, look, I, I'm not, hang on, hang on, hang on. Back it up a second. Back that train up, Charlie. Because if we get Jim Powers, I'm not doing a show with just Jim Powers. We need Paul Roma too. We need the whole like, oh my god glory team. Oh my god, so good. I will call this the Power and Glory rattle the Power and Glory Network if that happens. I will They were they were the young stallions. Power and Glory was Hercules. That was Herc. Oh, yeah. that's right. That's the right. Young right. Stallions Network. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're going to start all over again. Hang on a second. Here we go. Welcome to the Young Stallions <laughs> Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, time is a funny way. Fine, time um, is a funny way. Get on Twitter. Look, you guys both have Twitter. Make this happen. I'm I I expect I expect to see the Young Stallions on my next show. <laughs> um, uh, God, you know how bad a match is when we can't even talk about the match. We'd rather talk about. I don't even know what match we were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> Madcap Mass, Madcap Mass against again? Happy Slappy Corbin. Oh, there we go. Oh, and then the it juice. ended with a murder. It ended with a murder. Yes. So the scene was so you know Madcap has been injured by Happy Corbin, and they had the big breakup. Well, boy, did he get revenge. He placed his, I think it was his head inside he the chair. Humanized his head. Yeah. Then he picked up the ringside steps and dropped it on the chair, crushing a full fatality, and nobody cared. Everybody cheered with the death of Happy Corbin. <laughs> Everybody. Nations rejoiced. Motherfuckers at the All-State Arena just yelling, friendship! You know. Uh, friendship. <laughs> Toasty. You know. That was awesome. We just needed him to ascend to the uh, rafters. So. In a noose. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keeping it classy. WrestleMania 15. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Moving on. So. 
Bailey, you're you're the resident historian. You've been watching the show here. When did uh, Austin lose the first part of his slave name? It just become theory. How long has that been going on for? So, so Vince McMahon set down a a full mandate where, you know, you you cannot. Well, what happened basically? CM Punk shows up in AEW, crosses his legs. He's got the theme music. He does the pipe bomb. He rips it up. Vince McMahon blows. You know, just completely goes crazy, and he goes, "No more people using their indie names. Everybody has to change their names." And he took NXT and he stripped everybody of their name, and he placed new names on everybody. However, he liked theory, so all he did was strip the Austin part of it, as not to confuse anybody with Stone Cold Steve Austin, who, by the way, defeated Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. But I digress. And he's now Wait, theory hang on, hang on, in theory. Hang on Hang on one second. What happened at WrestleMania yes. with Kevin Owens? Oh, he uh, he he defeated. Uh, he was defeated by. That wasn't nice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what a bastard! <laughs> Beating a dead horse or That's killing right. a horse dead. <laughs> one of it. But Moving man, on. yeah, yeah, and and he just became theory. So in theory, he's theory. Mm. How's, how's that? You know. Not since Mick Foley asked into the ether, why are you called Test? What is the meaning of this name? And then my son had a very similar question. Like, I don't understand. Why is he called Test? Is he a school teacher? Like, uh, not since then have I heard a name <laughs> that stupid. Just the, yeah, like, the, 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 the entire reason they wanted to call him Test was the tagline they wanted was, can you pass the test? They just Ooh. never got to it. <laughs> this is factual, actual. It's true. It's true. Just I'm just surprised they didn't spell it with a Z. So, yeah, Theory, stupidest name ever. Like, Austin, can I just, like, praise Austin Theory for a moment? The guy is hotter than shit, great body, awesome wrestler, all the charisma. The WWE, bad underbite. Bad, bad underbite. <laughs> it's true. The W, we can't all be as perfect as Chris Bailey. Um, this, well, this, is, this is true. <laughs> but, like, the WWE just, just, just does not do him any favors at all. Like, this is Matt Riddle all over again. And as Christian says, he's he's not even Von Eric ugly. He's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the benchmark for, for wrestling ugliness. That David Von Eric, whew, what a looker. Yikes. Horses to the stall, please. Anyway. <laughs> Giddy up. Um. I just like I I don't like the WWE really gets their hooks into people and it just does them no favors at all. It's like they get their hooks into people and then it turns into like you know Hellraiser. Um, Hellraiser was a horror, series of horror movies and involved like dismembering people with hooks. Does that have the Chucky doll in it? Nope, that's Child's Play. Oh. <laughs> that a pinhead in it? Hey everyone, yes. take a drink every time I do that joke with Christian. You'll be blackout drunk by the end of this. Oh, podcast. you'll be dead. We we need to take no <laughs> responsibility. <laughs> Yeah. You will be you will be tenderized. Um, <laughs> anyway, Austin Theory took on for now. What's the story on Mustafa Ali? Is he still like trying to like escape the WWE? Hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Um, what? he he just sent a tweet saying he wants to quit again. Oh, <laughs> okay, um, again. <laughs> again. I feel bad for anybody who employs this man because he has got to be the whiniest bitch. It's like okay, you lost the match. I want to quit. 
I want to quit. I want to quit. <laughs> and he's not even wanna, that great. We're going to put you on the pay-per-view. Who do you want to wrestle? I want to quit. I want to quit. All right. Yeah, and he's not that <laughs> he's not that talented. I mean, he, I, I, I feel bad for oh, anybody who oh. employs him. Important update. Alibaba is now all elite. Go ahead. Hey. And wait, 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 wait. He's, he's starting to quit all elite now. Oh, oh my God. Shoot, shoot. He's got a scarf on. What's happening? Oh. He's currently oh. booked to wrestle at GCW in a death match against Joe and Joe. Oh, he quit again. <laughs> he quit again. Oh, man. I, I, I could have sing. I did it too. I, I played. <laughs> all right. He's about to I'm wrestle in my wrestling. backyard. Oh, he backed out. <laughs> <laughs> this is brutal. I would put him over. I'm sorry. <laughs> Theory, Theory won this match, by the way. He Get defeated Mustafa. Just who cares? They wrestled. It's no. fine. If you like wrestling, sure, watch this match. You won't be disappointed, I assume. All right. Maybe. And the only other match really worth not making complete fun of in this entire show. Mm -hmm. At almost 25 minutes, Cody Rhodes. Cody! Oh, Cody! Uh, Christian's favorite wrestler. The man. He's uh, grown on me. You can't see it, but Christian has an entire like shrine dedicated to both Cody and Brandy Rhodes. And the only. You see and my the tattoo, only right? Yeah. And the only interracial baby <laughs> um, ever. ever born ever. on planet Earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of it. It was the first. Um, it was the first. Can I tell you that my. So my wife and I. Um, have been talking about getting tattoos and like, you know, going to get an apple because she's a teacher. She's going to get a microphone because, you know, this. He's stuck. I just a big, yep. I think, an apple all up in here. <laughs> I think he's back. We lost you there yeah. for a moment. Mom. No, I, Are I, you OK? Oh, okay? Are you with Jim Powers? I'm fine. <laughs> Paging Jim Powers. Paging Jim Powers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I, like I was saying, because Cody's the man, I want to get a big, just graphic red apple right here on my neck. What do you with guys a face think? face on it. Think I should do it? With a face on it. And an American <laughs> With the, with the, with the only interracial baby ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, wa I want to get an apple, but inside the apple is the only interracial baby ever born to planet Earth. That's it. In favor of Cody Rhodes. Yeah. You win. What do you guys think? Do you I think, think it'll restart the pandemic? Idea. Dead. <laughs> that I, I more more apple larger the better yes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah okay i want to even get it all like all up up my cheek and everything mark <laughs> appleich yeah <laughs> mark appleich <laughs> is all apple yeah. <laughs> we got a hell of a anyway, cell match uh, to talk about my god can i can i put some pretext in here first because this makes sense okay over on the competition over over on the competition they had a big pay-per-view where the former uh wwe guy mr cm punk captured their heavyweight championship in a match at double or nothing against hangman page he shows up the next night on dynamite saying that he twisted his foot may require surgery and he's out and there's going to be an interim champion. Now, he walks to the ring on said injured foot. He hops around and runs around the ring on said injured foot. And everybody's like, dude, are you like really injured? Then Cody Rhodes happens. And everybody's like, CM Punk and suck a dick. What is happening, you <laughs> pussy? <laughs> Let's start this match. Let's talk about it. <laughs> All right. Here's my only thought. This was a perfectly fine, serviceable match. It really was. Like, I don't have any major problems with it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Cody and Seth, this is their third time working together. They've told a good story. It deserved to be the main event of the show. Uh, just a quick aside, and, and even like my wife had a, like a similar comment about this. It's like, where was Roman Reigns? Like, why wasn't Roman Reigns on this show? Could you, couldn't you even do a show in 2022 without Roman Reigns? Apparently you can when you've got Cody and Seth freaking Rollins. So um, here's my only thing. They were in a hell on a cell because that's the name of the pay-per-view. There was the and 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 yeah. and more to the point, when you think about what the story was, Seth Rollins did all this shit to Cody on the outside of the ring. So storyline-wise, you would want to put them in a regular cage to keep Seth inside the ring from doing things to Cody on the outside, which is what got us to where we are now. It's what got Cody injured and all of that. Yeah. The hell in the cell allows you to go ringside and still do shit to people. You still have like access to the um to tables and stuff. Like, like yeah. yeah. So like what did the hell in the cell do to change the dynamic between Seth Rollins and Cody in story? And I feel it like a red hue. It, <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> I, it, we talk about this all the time. Like, you know, we, we have a gimmick in search of a match instead of a match in search of a gimmick. Mm-hmm. The the first way doesn't work nearly as well. <clears throat> And so I'm watching this. And it's like I'm happy to have watched, and it's a good match, and I and I like the match a lot. I just don't think it needed to be in Hell in a Cell. And just because that's the name of your paper, like if if you're building the Hell in the Cell because that's just the next show on the on the calendar, you have to do a better job than what they did to get you to need that cage, or that cage yeah. becomes utterly irrelevant. Which is my biggest problem with this match. The cage made no difference at all. It did not add to the story. It did not add to the violence. These guys had a match, and it was a great match, inside a goofy-ass, ugly red cage. That's Mm -hmm. not hell in a cell. You know what I mean, uh, Sheehan? It it does add to... um, to, uh, you know, promo packages coming up. I mean, we talk about the moments, right? This was a... If you look at this in a vacuum... And you you can see Cody raising his arms with a cage in the background. It makes for a really cool scene if you take the context out of it. Because, like you said, the, the the cage was irrelevant. It barely came into play here. Mm-hmm. I think Cody got ran into it like twice in, in a 25-minute match. It's like, oh, the unforgiving right. steal. Well, get the hell they, out of here. They, now, to, to be fair, they had to modify the, the way this match did with Cody's massive-ass injury. injury. So sure. I tell you what. They, they, yeah, go ahead. They, that's all I'm going to say. They literally had to change the dynamic. So I think a lot of the things that maybe they had planned with the cage and with the plunder had to change up just due, due to the nature that's, of the injury. That's certainly possible, for sure, for sure. So, I mean, they might have just been stuck in a hard spot. But to Mark's point, I mean, it's just this month of the year. You know, yeah. it's, it's oh, it's hell in the cell o'clock. So we got to we got to do a hell in the cell. <laughs> um, thankfully, we only had the one. I, I was expect when they yeah. when. I was expecting a few matches to happen in there, and thankfully it did not. It's like, um, it's for a while there, WWE was getting close to like that lockdown pay per view, the TNA, lockdown. where every mm-hmm. match was in a cage. It's every like, this match. is too much. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. not special anymore. It's every hardly match. special to begin with. But um, I, I do, I mean, right. this was, I, I enjoyed this match a lot. But I'm starting to question everything I thought was true because, um, People on Reddit said that Cody was going to be embarrassed when he came back. Um, they said he was going to be putting polka dots, and it was the other guy who was putting polka dots. And and I mean, all these people on Reddit start their sentences with knowing Vince. I got it now. Now I'm starting to question whether or not they actually know Vince or not. I mean, uh, everything up is down, left is right. Is Reddit not to be trusted with their hot takes? 
Well, well, think about this. Not to be trusted. What, what, what is what? What kind of world are we living in? Well, a a world which they 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 don't know the Vince. I think you're right because (laughs) Vince Vince went out of their way, went out of his way to change everybody's name. Yet he brings Cody Rhodes in with his name, with his gimmick, with his his attire, and his music. So it's like completely, and he Mm -hmm. paid him like a shit stack of money, which was crazy. Someone who walked out the door on him. So I mean, yeah. So it's I, I'm starting to think that they don't actually know Vince. Hmm. Go they don't know him. They don't. Oh, man, I, somebody's got to tell Reddit that they don't know Vince. Every, every as time as, a sentence, as we speak, one of us is getting shit canned off a subreddit for something. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm wondering because Chris is audio only because he's in an underground bunker. If he knows what I just did to him. <laughs> <laughs> what did What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> Mark's just having fun with the toys. Yep. I'm not oh, doing anything man. to you, Chris. Maple, maple seal you. I don't even have a pee. No, there's a pee in there. I see a pee. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. Uh, Hates we're Canada. Just, we're amusing ourselves now. Oh, man. <laughs> yep. Um, anyone else want to talk about this match before we go? I'm, I'm, yes. waiting, to, I'm waiting to become I wanna, all elite. I, wanna, I, I, thought, I thought I'd become all elite at some point. I, I do. I, I do. And I want to talk about I want to talk about Cody's journey because when you talk about the smartest man in professional wrestling right now, he walked away from a contract. As, yes, he was stardust, but he was still on that roster getting a paycheck with no end in sight. He was taking care of his family. He walks away. Idiots. Um, then he goes, he does his thing. He tours Ring of Honor. He tours Japan. He goes to AEW. He establishes himself, establishes an entire company, builds his credibility back. And then he comes home. And he is a mega star, hot and heavy main eventing. What a shut up. It does not. It does not. I love Star Wars. I love black women in Star Wars. I love my Star Wars. Okay. That's an Obi-Wan joke. That's from the new okay. show. The, the latest outrage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Fucking> <laughs> <cried> over <laughs> no. Well, anyway. Please your point, if we can bring, get some decorum here in the court. <laughs> People who are listening to audio only, under my name here on this thing, it says Star Wars sucks dick. And I assure you, it does not. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I hope that apple turns into like a, a fucking uh, upside down mushroom, like Little Caesar's pizza looking type of shit. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> so, Helen is well. Yeah. Yep. No, go, our best, our best effort ever, guys. Like the horseman, the podsman really delivered here. All the analysis that you would expect was right Hard here. Hitting. Yes. Isn't this the part where Mark Radlich goes on for a half hour? Yes. <laughs> Can you talk about like all the plugs ever, even future content coming down the pike you haven't even done yet? Let's talk about I'm it. So <laughs> with your name. Oh my god. So Cody had a big oh bruise my god. on it. Cody had a big bruise oh on his chest. Yeah, yeah. Such a <laughs> Please talk in vascular detail about Cody Rhodes' giant bruise on his back. You know that was you know oh, we lost somebody. Um, oh, we I had, drove uh, him away. We we talk about and we joke about the moments a lot. And, and um, mm-hmm. when Cody removed his coat, the entire arena was went silent for a second. 
it was mm-hmm. it was actually a moment. Um, and you know, it was wasn't on purpose, I don't think. I mean, the dude has a bruise, but he pulls mm-hmm. that jacket off, and the entire crowd hushed because it, it was a brutal, brutal looking bruise to the point where I thought it was fake. And I'm thinking, oh, this mm-hmm. is gonna look really bad when it starts rubbing off. But no, it right. was real. No, he really messed himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Separated pec, bloated bicep. I mean, he didn't look like he was in any condition to to compete. Um, and I don't know the extent of his injury. Mm-hmm. If it was if it was more cosmetic than actual, you know, interior kind of damage. But uh even if it was just mostly cosmetic, which I don't know if it was, um, he sold it so so well. Uh, just really, really favoring that arm, really favoring that <laughs> entire half of his body. <laughs> Chamberlain Hero is canceled. <laughs> Can I tell you, like the last minute or so was just fucking brutal because I'm like, did I really hurt his feelings? Like, I, I got oh my god, I'm like, come back, Chris, come back. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. I pressed the button. I saw it, mess. Okay. Anyway. You were saying, Mr. C, and I don't mean to take away from our discussion here. This our our biting analysis here. Um, yes. yes, I just, I just said that the, uh, the, the, rev- the reveal of the bruise was a, was an actual moment, which we don't. It get, was. We don't get actual genuine moments uh, very much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seth removing his coat to reveal the polka dots was another interesting moment, and Seth playing mm-hmm. it like he's like the Frank Gorshin Riddler was uh, ridiculous. I-, I thought that was fantastic. He's finally finding his speed. And um, I, I really think this was just a this was a wonderful, wonderful match. And yeah. uh, definitely. And I was joking about, you know, Reddit being a bunch of dicks. But uh, I think this comes as a big surprise to a lot of the the professional wrestling hive mind on the Internet. The Meltzers, the, the Kellers, let the me, whoever's. Let it, me throw an idea was, out there. Sure. They might be they, they might be using Cody Road in the push that they're giving him as kind of a. Uh, marketing almost like so here's the thing right now the cool thing is to jump to aew this is this is now 1996 wcw right sure we got the cool place to go is yeah the cool place to go is there that's where all that's where all the momentum the momentum is the other cool thing to say is wwe ruins everybody they get everybody that goes there is trash and we've spent the last hour talking about how much trash they really are you know Mm -hmm. kevin owens Mm -hmm. the boston theory yada yada and i'm wondering if like they're looking at MJF. They're looking at some of these other guys that might come over. And they're like, what if we push Cody to the moon? What if we mm-hmm. make it look like yes. if you come here, you'll get the Cody treatment. Then maybe some mm-hmm. of these AEW guys, maybe the momentum swings back the other way. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't think this fact, is about Cody. Fact. Oh, oh no, 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 no. No, every, everything turns, man. And I'm telling you right mm-hmm. now, you cannot sit on the old man down there. You cannot. Because mm-hmm. he will fire back. And when he fires back, he fires back hard. So right. the, the pendulum mm-hmm. will swing. And it's going to swing decidedly in the yeah. favor of, um, you know, the, the WWE, 100%. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, folks. Um, it's the last word on this, and then we'll get out of here. It, it was fine. Oh, Cody won. Cody won. Yes, Cody yes, won. He did. Twenty-five minutes. Um, I, I, it was average show. You know, Sandwich. you like to say, yeah, you like to say, like there are no, not everything has to be a one and a ten. There can be a lot of fives out there. Solid five. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Finger fingers in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. anything else before we go? Yes. No, I think that was. I think that was good. A, a killer right, opening, cool. a killer ending, and everything else was kind of just there. All right, uh, Chris. So Chris Bailey uh, hates my plugs and me and my family and Canada. So let me re- make this really quick before I lose him entirely. 
Uh, tonight we're reviewing Top Gun Maverick. Tomorrow, um, Homicide: Life on the Street, season eight, plus Homicide: The Movie. Um, and that's it for stuff that I'm doing this week. You can I couldn't also climb out, out of the cage on Impact. <laughs> I think you did that. Jesse dropped a new source material. I believe this one has Ronnie Adams on it. It's Jurassic Park, The Devil's in the Desert, because Jurassic World Dominion comes out this Friday. Uh, we've re-aired a bunch of our old Jurassic Jurassic World content. So we have the original 2015 Jurassic World review that re-aired yesterday. Um, in addition to which, uh, Pride Month continues on here. So Sean Comer and I review two movies. Uh, for Pride Month, new movies, Fire Island, which is currently on Hulu, and Master, which is on Amazon Prime. We couldn't figure out why Master was on the LGBTQ list, but it, it was. How, so how come? It. How come myself and Sheehan never get like invited to these Pride Month shows? Like, you want to talk? Listen, you want to like review an old Gethy, Effie's Big Gay Brunch? I'm more. No, but I know do Sheen that. does. I know Chris does. I, I you know, I, I'm good. What's the- <laughs> <laughs> So, thank, thank you for the invite. Um, what, what's <laughs> yeah, he wants you to do. He wants you to do all Pride Month with him, Chris. There you go. It's done. Signed. Signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> I I'm did yours. it. <laughs> Hang on. Uh oh. Mm. Give me a second. It's coming. That's what she oh, said. Oh no. Anyway, um. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can, you're more than welcome to 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 review any of Effie's big gay brunches with me. I, I think we should have a pride special there. Yeah, yeah I, sorry, I think absolutely. the fact we weren't in, we weren't invited is is a telltale sign of your bias. <laughs> um, anyway, we also had a long road to ruin for the the original Jurassic trilogy. We have an everyone loves a bad guy focusing on dinosaurs and dragons. That's a re air as well. So. Check out all the content here on the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. Um, go ahead, the cream in between Paro and Effie sandwich, Mr. Charlton Hero. <laughs> oh, hey, listen, I, I got I to plug one thing, that, which is which I think is kind of cool. Uh, so I have a is wrestling before, show. That, is, that, is, that, that I, is that before or after you get between Effie and Paro? Well, during, during. maybe. <laughs> right in the heat of it. On, 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 on June 17th, I get to announce, get this, Robbie the Highlander for uh, New Evolution Wrestling. So I've got a big show coming up where I get to do, introduce a former WWE guy. What do you think of that? Pretty cool. Oh, no, that's cool. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that dude. is cool. Yeah, congratulations. Solid. All right. That's all I got. Uh, I'm a bum otherwise. Right. <laughs> Mr. Sheehan, tell him what you do mm-hmm. and where you do it and how you're going to do it oh. to him. Don't do a whole heck of a lot nowadays. I, I do a lot of cringy writing that you could probably uh, read if you want to over at chrisisoninfiniteearths.com. Occasionally, I get behind a microphone and talk. Not very often anymore. That's chrisandreggie.podbean.com. And uh, I think I'm on Twitter at Ace Comics, though I don't really use it all that much anymore. That's me. Here, all right. Here, here's what I'll tell you. Between both of you guys, you, <laughs> both of you guys have cut down your podcasting and your writings and all that type of stuff, but still produces more content than 99.9% of the podcasting universe, even in decline. There you go. That, that's my that's my tribute to the two forefathers, founding fathers of podcasting right here. Well, thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you, sir. Yes. Um, by the way, now that I know that I can edit people's <laughs> names mid-show, I'm totally doing this every show to everybody. Oh I'm man, an asshole! <laughs> I'm so I am a straight, I am a straight virile man. That's what I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody was questioning. 
Nobody was questioning it, but I could lie to the people if I want. I do it all the time. Oh, man. Robert Winfrey, all the, every show, why do you lie to the people, Mark? And like, <laughs> make up stuff about him constantly. Anyway, speaking, nice. speaking about things I'm going to make up about people, AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Forbidden, open the forbidden door into Chris uh, Hero's Holly oh, World. Oh, yeah. Um, we'll, <laughs> yeah. Uh, June 26th, we will be reviewing that on the 29th. That'll probably be myself, Chris Bailey, and Neil Blackwood from uh, Movies That Don't Suck and Some That Do. But more importantly, July 2nd, I'm throwing everybody out of the house. I'm telling I'm getting my I'm getting my wife a one-way ticket to Fort Lauderdale or Orlando or wherever the hell she wants to go. I'm just throwing her out of the goddamn house. Kids, you're out of the house too. I'm telling I'm sending my kids to grandma's. Go to um, get out. Get out. July 2nd, the house is going to be open to party hard with Andrew WK. What we're actually going to oh. do is a live stream of Money in the Bank. Yes, sir. Oh. Live Saturday night. Chris oh. the Podsman, Chris Hero. Oh. Yeah, dude, I, I don't Chris, know why you're Chris Hero. surprised. We've mm, talked about this like a dozen times. <laughs> right. Chris Bailey, I knew this. Chris Bailey, and Chris I'm Sheehan, doing it. Saturday nights, all right, for fights. We're yes. going to do the Money in the Bank live stream. And this time, I'm going to make sure that my TV does not appear in the background and get us kicked off of YouTube. So, I think my, it's going to reflect in my glasses, and then we'll, we'll get kicked off anyway. <laughs> the content done. So right, we so can't play any of the music. What, what if I sing, like, the Judgment Day theme? Like, Judgment Day, <laughs> I see clearly. Like, is that illegal? Will that get us kicked off of YouTube? Yeah. I think you'll be you, fine. Um, when the crowd <laughs> sings along with uh, when the crowd sings along with Seth Rollins's music, they get booted out of the arena. Now it's it's pretty crazy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right, so that is the next Podsman show, July second, live during Money in the Bank. We will be live streaming on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and Twitter. So come check us out. It's always a party. We're having a good we'll time. We'll be allowed back uh, on YouTube at that point. We're we we're, are, on. <laughs> we're on YouTube now, man. With Ooh. all of my chicanery. Oh, we lost, we lost him again. again. All right, all right. So he had to go. He had to go back to his bunker. The, the Campbell soup can kick a uh, cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, folks. For the Podsman, Christian, and Chris Bailey, I'm Mark Rattledge. Thank you for joining us on our review of Hell in the Cell. Be well, be safe, and behave. <laughs>